Hello and welcome to the magical, mystical world of the Dad and Sons podcast, where your heroes, uh, George and Matt and Liam, yes. um, do adventurous, awesome things. We do. Uh, like, do we? like sit in our rooms. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, we've spent a lot of our time sitting in our rooms by ourselves playing video games, basically, don't we? We do do that. But I imagine most of the people listening to this episode right now also do do that, too. Actually, no, there was one day where I did get to play a game with a friend. I, I guess I'll just jump right into this huge recommendation I have for a game called Detention. I, I put it in an inbox game video a week ago, and I uh, played through the final like hour and a half of it with the friend just uh, now over the previous week, and it is so fucking good. It's a historical period piece, Taiwanese horror point-and-click, that um, uh, uses a lot of uh, cliche Silent Hill Resident Evil tropey stuff while using unsettling fascism period piece history to make the setting that much scarier. And the way the story incorporates... Uh... 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 uh realistic seeming people and in a realistically oppressive seeming political situation is a a very um compelling and relatable narrative for uh for for our troubled times of nowadays it takes place during martial law in taiwan i don't know like liam if you if you might know more about asian history than me but i was reading the wikipedia article on on martian law martial law not martian law that's different martian law (laughs) that sounds excellent so from what I could glean on, on, on Wikipedia, it seemed like a very confusing situation in which uh, uh, you, have, you have two different states, right? The, the, they were fighting a war with each other, but then the war is over. But, but Taiwan still claims that they're Chinese and China itself, who are communists now, are like, no, you're not. So then they impose martial law on the Taiwanese, but they're the foreign government that just like treats them as a state even though they were, like, a hostile nation against them earlier, but now they, like, are considered a different nation or not, depending on who you ask. I yeah. I don't know. It, it almost sounds like a Republic you ask, of Texas situation. I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but isn't it still the fact that China considers Taiwan a rogue state, like, of China? Like I they, think... They, I, they consider it a part of China, but like a rogue nation. That's why didn't yeah, Trump you, didn't Trump call the the new president the the new female president of Taiwan and like was like congratulations on being the president of Taiwan and China was like whoa 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 yeah yeah because that that bro- that broke the Nixon tradition of yeah you're of, recognizing of play, uh, playing clean with communist China. Hmm. Well, he was rec- so, he was recognizing them as a separate identity from China, and that caused a bit of an uproar. To to put this in perspective and bring it back to the purposes of the game, you have a a story that involves characters not knowing who their authority figures are and if they can trust the authority figures. So, like the authority figures on imposing the martial law are are like characters you like are supposed to trust but don't know if you can and they come out as villains and they they have like t- terrifying history involving the war and like weird uh uh emotionally confusing discomforting um 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 dating situations later in the game that that get incorporated into the story. So I don't want to spoil things too much but the ending is like a beautiful mess 
of of conflicting human emotions of like fear and and confusion that that goes so well with with horror as a genre that yeah do you hear me trembling about how excited i was about this game that it got us talking about about modern chinese history i remember watching your poorly games from my inbox thing and i remember Mm -hmm. watching this and being rather intrigued by it it kind of reminded me of like I don't know if you've come across those Korean horror mangas on online sometimes yes. where they have like animated pieces and sometimes like the page will auto scroll and stuff It'll like that. It'll jump scare at you. And it will jump scare and uh, it kind of, they kind of have like an Uzumaki vibe, you know, Junji Ito stuff. Um, but the art didn't look that great. It was kind of like. It looks way better in motion. Okay. Cause I look, when watching your video, some of the stills of like the characters were like, looks pretty rough. Looks pretty rough. <laughs> you and art, you, 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 you're starting to make it sound like you love that art. If the, the what game's video graphics games? Is not there. No, didn't didn't you hear Jack no, Thompson like... and Hideo Kojima? <laughs> video games can't be art. No, but you know what I mean when you when you're playing a horror game. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you, uh-huh. you want to get like sucked into the world, right? And I, I feel like sometimes if something looks a little off, your your immersion immediately Breaks. gets broken You're I, like, I, I can still swear Ooh, that, looks a, that looks a little rough the, the 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 art involves a lot of rotoscoping photographs and uh well yeah like rotoscoping when your character moves it's it's clearly traced from a human model and the one flaw that i would really like say is a like a valid quantifiable objective flaw is that there's not a lot of frames that they put into the animations and, okay. and like when you crumple up a piece of paper or open a door, there's only three frames of animation there. And that's when it doesn't look great in motion. Your character's walk cycle is like a little slouchy, but when it's full up, when it's filling up your screen, it's like this. Uh, it, it looks like a hyper detailed point and click adventure game. There's there's little to no interface. It's all mouse only, no HUD and uh there's there's a lot of um, complementary colors going on rather than contrasting colors and papery little details that, that fill out the 1080p at small uh, small. De- it's fine. The art's fine. It's coming to Switch, right? Oh yeah, in about a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got that out of my system. I got that out of my system. Um, what, what what have you guys been playing that you want to get out of you? What do you want to just flush out of your system this morning? <laughs> Matt, do you have anything? Because I, I have something. I, I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> I have nothing more to give to the world uh, this week. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, actually, because you and I have been having conversations... About what the the GPUs? Yeah, the GPU market crisis of twenty seventeen well, and eighteen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, p- most people should know, but I guess from a retail worker's perspective, um, last year, um, Ethereum blew up, right? Ethereum. Uh, what? what? Uh, so, so Bitcoin mining, and. People came into the store. For, for, and for those bought. of us who don't know, I mean, let's let's say that that you're talking to a total slack jawed dumbass who has never really read a lot about Bitcoin, like uh, who's totally not me, by the way. But but let's let's pretend that I don't know what Ethereum is. That says uh, how you pronounce it. Ethereum. 
Uh, Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, Ethereum. that's that. Uh-huh. I, See, I was just I, testing you. Let, let me. <laughs> I will not be able to explain it as um, flowery as <laughs> as many other people will do it. But let's just <laughs> let's just say you know the basic concepts of. You need to use the GPUs in order to mine or decrypt uh, bitcoins or different types of coins. Ethereum was a new one that got introduced and in its infant stages, it's very cheap. Um, and people kind of guess like, ooh, this might become more expensive later on. So people started coming to the store and buying tons of graphics cards. When I say tons, I mean buy oh. like everything that we had in stock. In, in the store? Everything in the store. Like in person? Yes. Uh, to the point that people who wanted to build systems wow. could not build systems. What eventually happened is that um, demand was too high and the supply was low. Uh, so the price skyrocketed um, after, I would say it took us, it took my platonic roommate's house quite a while um, to do it. And it, it seems like they always have like the prices pretty good. Uh, eventually, like eBay started selling like 1080 Ti's for like fifteen hundred dollars and stuff like that. I had a couple of people come in. Yeah, that's saying, what I was looking at last night, and it was harrowing. Yeah, I no. I, I was uh, blown away out the window. I, I crashed onto the pavement and had to slap myself awake, and I couldn't believe it because a card that I used in my computer ten years ago, the GT seventy nine hundred, I believe it's it's what I slapped in there when Just Cause came out. Um, Just Cause two. Uh, that's four hundred dollars nowadays, and it was about two fifty when I bought it in like circa two thousand ten, two thousand nine. Mm. I. Yep, and I, I can't believe that <laughs> the prices have gone up like three hundred, four hundred percent. So what what you thought? Because a lot of people were putting like misinformation out there about because Crunchyroll. There's pretty much that that niche place like fries where you can come in and you can get things that you would normally get on new egg mm-hmm. um but now but you can't to, <laughs> don't go to new egg right now kids so what they ended up doing is that they put a limit one on everything and you can only buy it every two weeks so, so normal all people. the miners would come in and they could only buy one they will you know check your id and everything like that and the next two weeks, then they can buy another one. <laughs> so it stopped people from coming in. Yeah. So people from coming in and buying everything. Um, and so they kind of resorted to like buying uh, elsewhere. So when builders come in, gamers, uh, people who do video editing, whatnot, uh, they can come in and actually buy cards. Um, and because kind of the reason like micro center kind of floats up is because you know like there's certain things that are cheap they want you to build a whole system so not just coming in and just like take off all our inventory of cards yeah yeah if if i mean if the supply was great then whoo that would be great but no if the prices were normal again i could go ahead and go through with this thing but i i'm, I'm wanting to build my new uh workstation computer and uh, graphics cards are a thousand dollars now. Well, look, look on the west. It's not, it's not a thousand dollars. Don't look at the eBay prices. It's not the same for uh, but, for like certain places. So, so the trick like is Micro to Center. go to Micro Center 
and buy one every two weeks. <laughs> well, if you need a multiple, I don't think you need multiple, George, <laughs> unless you're Bitcoin mining. I think George is trying well, yeah. to tell us something. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got some plans in the works. Yeah. Well, I, I was just, just speaking oh, hypothetically, you know, as if you right, were speaking yeah. to someone who uh, might might be in the market for, for, for a dual card setup, which would be rad. Yeah. But I'll stop thinking about it while I'm still worried about my money. I'd be interested to know if any listeners have delved into Bitcoin and invested, like, some of their actual money into it and had a return. <laughs> you or know, our audience, there has I've, to be, like, people... a handful People have made millions. I know. <laughs> I've known. Of I know people who have, who have are good. There was a, like to the point that they quit their job. Uh, there was, <laughs> and mm. then people who have come in have made a ton. Oh, see, that's this, the one thing that really scares me is the idea that people who aren't really experienced in managing a business suddenly come into a lot of money don't know what to do with it and and spend it very poorly and and make companies that aren't poorly run with their new millions Gov- the government gonna come and get some of that <laughs> where you go uncle sam wants some their, of that their false duck <laughs> netherlands account <laughs> and th- when, when you've made a million dollars off bitcoin you have enough money to call someone over there and make a fake company and hoard it and then that's how you avoid your taxes mm-hmm. There was a guy I used to work with, a German tester. He was a, he, he was well known for splashing the cash that he earned and buying random shit. One was like he delved so far into Magic the Gathering that he just bought fucking packs every day. But he was that kind of guy. He liked spending his money. And I and this was 2000 12 2000 yeah 2012 and he was like hey guys have you heard about this new thing like cryptocurrency like it's gonna be crazy and this was like when dogecoin was like no a funny thing and <laughs> no. he was like there's, there's this new one called bitcoin and we're like cool and he's like i bought five of them and he'd spent 150 pounds on five bitcoin so 150 pounds is like oh, 200 dollars no. right he eventually then, yeah, he eventually right? sold the five for maybe <gasps> seven hundred pounds. But oh, now that's not oh, no. now it'd okay. be like what? Oh no. How much is one Bitcoin now? Wait, <laughs> yeah, I remember reading a headlines a few days ago. It was six oh, hang on. Bitcoin. No, no, no. It's it, it went back up. It went back up. Price. It's like over ten thousand. So yeah, I thought he it was supposed he to be crashing because had... his banks. <gasps> Eleven thousand five hundred forty-one U.S. dollars. Yes, Ugh. yes, yes, Ugh. yes. It was it was at eighteen, and a guy had two, and he was like, "Oh, I'm waiting for it to go up," and then it tanked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, "No, didn't didn't right, hopefully he still had it." Didn't Fifty it. Cent didn't Fifty Cent like sell an album like four years ago? And you could purchase it in Bitcoin. And obviously Bitcoin wasn't that much then. But he had like a hoard of Bitcoin he didn't even know about. And all of a sudden it oh, made like sh- 8 million that he had no idea about. I read about that maybe a couple of weeks accidentally ago. accidentally made a good business decision. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's the I- one timeline we've consistently managed to stay in. <laughs> he, he, Whoops, he just, just sold a bunch of vitamin water and Bitcoin. I guess I have a lot of money now. Yeah, he just realized that he'd forgotten that he allowed Bitcoin to be one of the 
the ways you could buy his album or well, some I shit. bet that's what a lot of pe- accountants were encouraging people to do back then. It's just like, oh, you got a couple thousand dollars to spend? We'll just throw a couple hundred in Bitcoin, a couple hundred in some other thing. Like, One of them going back might to my take friend, off. Though, going back to my friend, though, he bought it for 150 but he sold it for like 700 That's a profit of 550 pounds, which at the time seems like a fucking that, amazing that is, return. That is in the positive. It is. It's just with you just retrospect. You, you just can't predict that kind of... You can't. Oh. It, it's, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars, get yourself a couple mining rigs, and then you just don't know if you're going to get your money back. It's a risk. No, right. But holy crap, did it pay off for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes people who are just good, they're good for they're good for a while. Yeah, a lot <laughs> I wonder of them just what's going to happen to yeah. the value of the Bitcoin itself that they're selling off because banks don't take it and it has a horrifying reputation as mostly being used to buy like drugs and assassins and stuff on the dark net. Oh no, no, no! But you could change it. You could change. There's there's currency in- exchanges that you can uh, go to, um, but. Uh, who I want to know who who's listening to us. As soon as you saw Bitcoin, like just hit the ceiling. Look, went to your email and looked to see if you know you, someone sent you a Bitcoin a long time ago yeah. or something like that. Because I sure did. I sure did. I was like, wait a minute. I, I feel I feel like someone sent me a Bitcoin one day. Oh, yeah. You know, just for fun, just for giggles when it was like super cheap. I looked. I was like, nope, no one did. I was like, oh, like, like, finding <laughs> out you that, that was some estranged uncle the... of yours like bought a Gulf War bond, and the you just uh, have it years later. Uh, oh my the, god! Uh, I don't. I don't want to think about yeah. it. I think about this too much <laughs> when I'm working. People coming you're in. Like, you're like with the freaking new cars. I, just, I don't want. I just don't. I could just set. Why can't? Why doesn't like? Why don't like PC stores just set up mining rigs like in the back of the store? Like why don't they <laughs> to do generate that? extra revenue? Like it's your stuff. You can <laughs> no, do what the fuck. You I'm want with so it, right? confused. Re- remember, it takes power too, and and all that. Like I don't know if it's as profitable as it was in the beginning. Obviously. Oh yeah, not but... now. Like it. Like. Isn't the mining like tenfold harder now? You could use like one rig to generate some. I mean, and now now you need like 100. when you when you go deep, you got to go ham on it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't have to go ham on it, but it's easy to set up too. Uh, you could just leave it on when you're off at work. Oh my! And make God. some money. Yeah, yeah, well, and, no, and a... it all depends on your oh. power supply. If it's a good power supply, then you're making a little bit more money. Like, how does you know, it? How, like, I don't know how it works. Do you get lucky with how much you've mined, or or you guaranteed a no. certain amount for how much power you? You guaranteed a certain amount depending on the graphics card you have. Guys, guys, guys. The hash rate. How come? Like, how come? Hash like, rate. like, in Nvidia and like Radeon aren't just like shut it down. We're just going to use our resources to mine Bitcoin and make bank and then sell GPUs on top of that. You, because that would be so risky. What if it just tanks? <laughs> I, I, what if it just explodes tomorrow? My, Everyone's my face out of money. is firmly in my palms as I realize the possibilities that all of these Bitcoin miners and Bitcoin investors may have just accidentally funneled millions of dollars into organized crime? 
There's definitely because isn't elements that, of that the like idea of Bitcoin that you can buy things not regulated by governments that governments consider criminal, and that's the whole like idea of a completely anonymous currency that's not being issued by a bank or government. But you have a Bitcoin wallet, right? And doesn't that track? Oh God, your purchases. Does it? We're going down the rabbit hole. I I think the whole I I don't. I don't think it trap. I don't think it. No, I think Bitcoin is is called a cryptocurrency because it is, it is encrypted. The transactions are mm-hmm. encrypted. Okay, so it, it's not the process of mining that's encrypted. It's you, everything essentially. But there is one company that controls it, right? There's like a CEO of Bitcoin, and like they have some influencing power over what is decided. We're getting, we're, getting, we're getting far too complex into it. I really... So what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> the game of life. The I don't yeah, have any I, I sure have been life. playing that. I You know, I... Just just a uh, just a quick update. I decided to get my own place. I said, <laughs> yeah, I, I went to a couple that. other people. I was just like, I oh, forget it. I'm going to pay double the money to get my own place. I need to live by myself anyway. So... I that's what I did. There you go. Go ahead, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day when uh, you invest some money in Bitcoin that tanks, and then you have to get a new room rate, and you're the one advertising on Craigslist, and then we can have like <laughs> applicant stories instead. That'll be the day. Are Are you okay with a little platonic nudity? <laughs> Oh, no, it's the same guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, I sure am. How lucky. Wee wee. Wee wee. So, so, so video games. We were going to, we were going to video games, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 So. Us, us gamers, huh? I, I, I played a game pretty much all weekend from start to finish i guess you call it finish the story of the game um there's a lot more additional content to it but i played through the next game you definitely have to buy if you own a switch if you haven't already because it's it's that damn good and that's celeste i knew it it's it's, <laughs> what was that, George? I was typing it out in my like little <laughs> timestamp notepad window <laughs> as he was giving the hints. It's it's <laughs> so good. Like, it, uh, is it good because of mechanics? Yeah, like it's is all it down to mechanics. Like, okay, so I had like a weird revelation. Like, I'm definitely someone who, as I've gotten older and the less time I have, I give up on games so quickly. So that's why I was quite surprised by how Monster Hunter stuck with me and be developed into this thing where I could play it for an hour and then put it down. There was like, I didn't feel guilty for not committing to it. Whereas like, for example, one of the first games I spoke about when we started the show was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I ain't touched that shit ever since then. Just don't have time for mm-hmm. it. It didn't hold me. You know. Did you so pay it. full price for it? I did. I, I, I mean, was so one scared day, of doing that. One day I'll go back, no. maybe, probably not, talking out my ass. But Monster Hunter was one of those that stuck with me. And then I was kind of like, I I was really into the look of Celeste. 
And what I saw of it, it looked mechanics driven, which is like right up my street. I love those kind of games. And it was a little tough, but I was worried that it was going to be too tough for me to stick it out, you know, and just like give it my all. But one of my favorite right. like platformers is Super Meat Boy. Really enjoyed Except it. It looks like it has a story and stuff. But it's not even that. Like, I got so frustrated at Super Meat Boy, and it took me like six months to finish that game because there were many times I dropped it, picked it up, dropped it, but I ended up loving it, right? With Celeste, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that game, but the mechanics are so good. And it introduces many mechanics. Like, it has the, the, the overall number one mechanic, which is that you, you play as this girl called Madeline, and she can jump, and then she can double jump in the air. So she can, she can like almost like hop in the air to a different thing. And then you can grab onto a wall, and you can hold the wall until your stamina runs out, a la Breath of the Wild, kind of similar thing. So you, you, you know, you're traversing all of these difficult levels with this double jump. But then it introduces stuff all the time that manipulates that one singular mechanic. So, like, you'll double jump into a bubble and the bubble will give you an extra double jump and so you can clear large gaps. Or you'll have platforms that move when you double jump. So you'll do your initial jump and then you'll hit the, like, the hot button and then the platforms will move. So every, the level is, like, moving around your movement. And it always introduces it in the most superb way. It ekes you in slowly and then just like, it's like balls to the wall, here's a really hard level and you have to figure it out. But not one single time playing Celeste did I get frustrated. I died yeah. and I counted it before coming on the show. I looked and it took me 10 hours to from the start to the to the uh, end of the story, to like the last level, um, and I finished the story and I played some of the the B sides, which are like the tapes that you get that make the levels harder. I died two thousand six hundred and seventy two <laughs> times. Is losing fun? That's a lot of deaths, but not one single one of those deaths did I say fuck or throw my controller or anything. There is something about the way Celeste plays that's, with the that's player. That's the test. You die, if, if like... you immediately restart. But because the mechanics feel so good in your hands, you don't feel frustrated. And it's not like Super Meat Boy where when you die, it's all bloody and it fades to black. And then, you know, you go back to the starter level and you kind of can see like the other deaths that you had. Celeste is just like, oh, you died. That's fine. And then it restarts you immediately. And you can immediately just jump into trying something different. It's so fast. And the game isn't intense in any way. Like the music is very relaxed. The visuals are beautiful pixel art. Everything is very stunning and beautiful. It's like the most relaxed experience wrapped around this incredibly difficult platform. <laughs> yeah, it's I was so about to say, weird. It doesn't really look like, like it from a quick video. It... it... Looks like there's a lot of super Meat Boy mechanics going on, and and you, you talk about mm-hmm. fast restarts uh, nullifying a lot of the like frustration of failing, yeah. but I that's like that's such a good test. Like if trying and failing over and over again is still fun, then that's 
that's how you know. That's like, how you like, freaking know it's good. You'll go through a chapter, and a chapter will take you, say, half an hour to an hour. Okay? It'll take you about that long to get through the chapter. And you will die, like, 300 to 400 times in that time. So you're dying, like, every 10 seconds or so. Until you get it, until you get it right, or you nail it, or you get a little bit lucky sometimes, and you'll like mash the buttons, and somehow you'll just jump through to the end, and you'll be like, "Fuck yeah!" when you've done it, and none of the deaths you'll even think about. You'll be like, "I, I learned how to do it," and it's almost like in Super Meat Boy, you have a lot of stop starts when you're grabbing onto walls and stuff like that. But there are lots of times in Celeste where, because of the mechanics, it, it almost feels like, you know when you run through a level in Mario and you're just, like, pressing the jump button and you, it looks like you're almost, like, flying across the screen? You'll, mm-hmm. like, jump and jump over things and you'll jump again and you'll jump over, like, some enemies and stuff and you, you'll basically reach the end of the level within, like, five or six jumps, bearing that you don't hit anything. Celeste can or be like Or one half that. A press if uh, you're one of those. Yeah, exactly. But Celeste is like that, where you could you can like hop, double jump, grab a bubble, double jump, grab a wall, double jump up these two walls, jump over something, grab this thing, and then you will have passed the level, and it will feel so smooth and so good. I haven't played a game that feels like that mechanically good in a long time. And I have is. It, is the story there? So or the story is, it is more... it's kind of like um, background. Um, it's I think a lot of people will be like they'll kind of groan at it a little bit. It's it's definitely kind of a modern story, one that deals with mm. uh, you know conflicting anxiety in your own personal self, like self doubting and Madeline. Oh, owl boy! Like Madeline's thing is that she has to climb the mountain because like everything is like terrible at home and and her life is not going very well in a very modern way there's like there's lots of references to like selfies and stuff like that stuff which like you know like life is strange like the dialogue in that game just made me like roll my eyes consistently i like life is strange what's wrong with the dialogue (laughs) though is so advocate so cringy at times (laughs) no the dialogue was so cringy though Whereas Celeste can delve into that a little bit sometimes, but but ultimately, especially I think, Matt, it'll resonate with you as someone like myself who's been through, through some pretty rough times recently. Right, right, right. It will make you, there were times when, you know, I sat there reading what Madeline was saying and she was, she's going like through a pretty shitty time and she's, she's doubting herself and she feels like she has to get away from everything and climbing the mountain is like... Her overcoming things, and uh, I don't want to spoil the story. A lot happens in it, and you know the mountain is kind of mysterious and magical. So like, supernatural things happen, and it, it keeps you going. It's enough of an intrigue compared to Super Meat Boy, you know, where you're just like chasing after Bandage Girl constant consistently. Yeah. Um, but it's nice, and uh, just like Super Mario. There's a bit more to it than Mario as well. <laughs> For as much as it pains me to say. Um, the, the, the proto game. But I can't I can't recommend it enough. I feel like if you own a Switch... I, I don't know if it's multi-platform. It might be on PC as well. I'm not sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's on Steam. But it, 
and he meet she meets a, a black dude. Yeah, Theo, and he's a really cool down to earth guy considering like the shit that they get into. He's How uh, modern. He's super cool. <laughs> no, right. He's he's got Wait a minute, he's black. Well, he has like big, you know, like uh big uh loops in his ears and he's got like a giant hipster beard and he wears a lumberjack shirt, you know. He's 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 down with the kids. He's a modern guy. He's a modern guy. Um Let's take a selfie. That's literally what he does every I time. I saw you that see him. in the trailer. Oh yeah. my god! But that's crazy. It's I, really I, I think I might have because I was looking at this because my I wanted to get something for my Switch, and at the time my my motherboard crashed on me, so I had to swap it out. Uh, so I had some downtime, and I was like, "Let's see what's on the Switch." And I saw this, and I was like, "I don't know if I want to go through another Super Me Boy." I'll be situation. I'll be super surprised because I will be the first to admit I get frustrated quite easily at games, and mm-hmm. dying in Celeste just didn't bother me. I don't know whether it's because the mechanics felt so good that I just wanted to continue playing anyway. Or whether the presentation, because it looks so nice and it's very relaxed. Whereas Super Meat Boy, you know, it's like spinning saw blades and blood. And it's kind of like a little intense visually. Celeste is just like super Mm. relaxed. And the music is so the antithesis of intensity, considering how fast you move in that game. Um, I I would be very interested to know... If you felt the same after playing it, or if there, are, I know a lot of people have raged at Celeste. I think a lot of people just wanted to finish it, and sometimes it got a little too much. I think I did pretty well in the game. I finished it within ten hours, which I thought was, I think I couldn't to some people. That's yeah, pretty fast. That sounds good. Um, yeah. but from a personal standpoint, I feel like it's one of the best games on the Switch, hands down. I was, I couldn't put it down over the weekend. I bought it on Friday night. I played it for like six hours on Friday instead of doing important stuff that I should have done. And then I finished it on Sunday night because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast and have like a really – see if I still felt the same that I did on Friday while playing on Sunday. And um, right. I played all the way through it and I, I loved it. It's really good. I mean it's by the guys who made Towerfall and that game is fantastic too and very mechanical driven. So I, I recommend it if you go to Switch or it's on Steam. Pick it up, especially if you like mechanical-driven games. I'm actually going to be picking that up after the podcast because that sounds just like what I need right now. It's good. Uh, I actually picked up Cuphead for a very little bit this week. I um, Interesting. Yeah, it's been a while. You like pain. It's been a while since I played Cuphead, and I remember why. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm hung up at a uh, mid-game boss here. Uh, Grim Matchstick is, is the name of this big green dragon, and and this guy really ramps up the difficulty curve. And uh, I'll pick it back up again, give him another shot. But I was I was just hammering away at him for about a good hour, and and it, as it went on, I just got so so frustrated with the thing. The 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 fight it, it was constantly the same fight for the first the first and third phases over and over again but the thing that kept tripping me up was in his second phase he has very very unpredictable uh little fireball minions that i i was never able to predict whether these guys were going to jump in the arc i was expecting them to but after 
so long I, I I heard the music like grating into my brain that the sound effect of holding down the fire button was grating into my brain and I started to forget the muscle memory you know like you ever get to that point when you get stuck at something and and you your yeah. fingers just start to not respond to the controls as well as they used to because you're like thinking about stuff ahead of time when you shouldn't be it's it was not a good place to be in so I put it down and picked up it happens a lot in Cuphead I you 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 you're doing really good, and then all of a sudden something really stupid happens, and you're like, "What? How did oh, I yeah, die?" Yeah, Inkwell and, Isle too, and, and it just messes up your next five runs. A real mishmash of like super easy bosses with super hard bosses. I think the previously most hard one I I did before this one was was Beepy the Clown, and he was nothing in comparison to how high they're ramping up the difficulty with Grim Matchstick. And on the way there, there was a genie boss that I did on the first try easy, no problem. Anyways, I, I I put that the one in the air. See, I feel like this is a good thing to talk about because I have a, purposely avoided Cuphead after playing it. It's at good, TGS though, don't, last don't year. Get too and turned off from it, but, but it immediately frustrated me. Immediately. Mm, yeah, I mean it might. Okay, I also played it at Gamescom and it was frustrating there. The uh, when you're at home in a room by yourself, you can actually concentrate it on enough to make the difficulty curve not be as bad as it is. It's really just two places in the game i think that have tripped me up as bad as this it's this grim matchstick and beepy the clown and uh before then the game was actually a lot easier than i was expecting uh which was actually quite nice you i i really enjoy cuphead that's got astounding animation the the music is fun and synced to your animation in fun ways there's just occasional moments of bullshit but anyways i put cuphead down and then picked up more Mario in-game content. And I think I played through the very, very hardest moon challenge in the whole game. It was something that I also was hammering away at for a good hour. Until I finally got the moon at the end of this extremely long, extremely difficult course. And it was a blast. I The music was not burnt into my brain. My fingers never forgot what they were supposed to do. I did not get angry and frustrated. I loved retrying this thing over and over again. And and trying and failing in in the Mario whenever you can, because it's real easy. But but the occasional moments where where I do uh, have to have to restart a a moon chorus again and again are just fun like like tr- failing is fun that the music is just fun to listen to mario's animations are fun to watch like when you when you accidentally bounce your way into a wall and he just like rolls and tumbles and and bops it with the smack with the wah that's that's he buster keaton's his way into failure and that makes that that really softens the blow of of missing your jumps and stuff and and i thought that was a grand illustrative exercise of of okay game design versus like fucking stellar 40 years of experience nintendo magic game design happening mm-hmm. yeah hey, cuphead is like comfortable nostalgia for me i grew up on those bugs bunny and pretty much all those cartoons from the what, I, I i'm surprised by started like in the 30s how many 40s, of our 60s, generation like, have like like i've also got another friend who loves cuphead because the <laughs> the 30s nostalgia resonates with her <laughs> Somehow, yeah. this is a thing. It's, See, I can totally special. get on board with that. I think even if you don't have a nostalgia for that, like I, I don't at all, you can appreciate just how good Cuphead looks. I mean, that is like that is like unrealistically good. 
animation. Oh, yeah, because they had to mortgage their house and worked on it for like seven years. But I would have to agree with you, Liam. Like, it's frustrating as hell. Like, it's... I really wanted that game, and and then when I got it, I was just like, oh... (laughs) Oh no, <laughs> I don't want to do this to myself anymore. It's weird it's because too like, much pain. I don't want to. St- I I haven't played Cuphead enough to, like, definitely comment on it fully. But considering, they're they're wildly different games like Celeste and Cuphead, and and you know ultimately Cuphead is more of like a running gun, kind of like Radiant Silver Gun and like uh, Ikaruga, m- more like that. It's like dodging shit, shooting shit parrying, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to, like, uh, muscle memory style games, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it feels like you can get cheaped out in Cuphead far, far easier than a game like Celeste, where everything is laid out in front of you immediately. And it's all about up to you as the player to, to overcome the level by experimenting with what the game gives you as a mechanic, compared to Cuphead, which is, like, you just have to basically learn repetitive patterns of the that that will change that, that, every time yeah, you exactly. fail. That will that will randomly change, and also at sometimes that can just be wildly unfair to you. Um, and yeah, it's like twitch reflexes and stuff like that. And I just feel like one is definitely for me as a player personally more frustrating and less rewarding because maybe I feel like I get lucky in Cuphead when I pass. I like oh he didn't do. Or she didn't, this boss didn't do, like, this certain pattern, which they did last time. So I got lucky on that run. Whereas, like, Celeste is like... I take that as a victory. Yeah. Whereas Celeste is like, I beat the level because I fucking, like, I became, like, a platforming god. And I fucking used the mechanics to the best of my ability to, like, get around shit. And, like, Celeste levels are definitely, like, approachable from multiple ways. Like, you can skip large portions of, like levels in celeste if you like think about it like they've made it so that you can exploit them a little bit and get around shit than the simple way and i feel like that's just so much more rewarding and why i would stick with a game like celeste more than a game like cuphead this dragon does a double fireball attack, and you can kind of tell because he he <laughs> breathes in longer than he does when he shoots out his single fireball attack. But his double fireball attack can sometimes just not happen at all. The RNG can can sometimes generate boss fights where it never ever happens, and it is objectively easier if it doesn't. You you are gonna be better off later in the fight if you just happen to roll that lucky dice. It seems like Cuphead, Cuphead's still a good game, though. Like, you know, it, it, it uh, sold a lot. <laughs> you want to throw that in there just I, before I, the yeah, conversation just, just before, yeah, yeah. Cuphead's still just good, before, though. See, please don't just kill before me. People, uh, <clears throat> people complain at me for playing Devil's Advocate for saying Mario is a good game. Like, what? Last oh, week. that was you. Bullshit. Mm-mm. Oh, you almost made me forget. Oh snap! Oh, watch out! Did did you hit something on your drive to work? Be careful. <laughs> the the one the one person who complained about someone banging on their desk <laughs> is gonna be really pissed right now. <laughs> I thought something hit my car. Yeah. Wait, was that a comment we got? <clears throat> no, it was a tweet. It was a tweet. Oh, it was a tweet. I'm I'm just poking fun. <laughs> I don't know if it's me though. 
I gotta see. I, I gotta don't check I, my audio. I don't file. record I, on a desk, so it ain't me. I'm oh, I'm guilt free in this one. Um. Oh, you're floating in the midair. Hmm, huh? I wonder then who it. Who it could Might possibly be. be? It's definitely. George. Oh, the sirens is definitely you. Uh, we, uh, we we have. <laughs> I will happily admit to to being in like Siren Town, USA. <laughs> he's from. He he's in the hood. Everybody. But the the, the the knocking on the desk is is a habit that comes from uh like 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 calling attention to the meeting. Uh, here here order order in the dads and sons. Um, please, please, don't crash. We are putting Liam on trial. Whoever, whoever that was, don't crash. Don't we, crash. Please don't. We have come here to hear the That'll be one less listener, of... and then we'll have nine. That's it. <laughs> nine. <laughs> the testimony to be heard before this uh, jury of ten... Oh, wait, it's nine now. Uh, Piers is, is, is hereby... Um... A, a testing via trial whether or not Liam is playing devil's advocate. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Liam, last week we were talking about Mario. Matt and I were were having a, a good old time just throwing piles of shit at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you have since you know Whoa. reformed a little Hello? bit. And That's because the end game content I'm... is way better than the main game content, which is the same discussion that I you were playing anybody. devil's advocate if, uh, on. No, because I was in the defense of designing <laughs> uh -oh. a game. Like what is like the smartest decision is to make a game that you you know will please your core audience, but at the same time will offer something for other players who have grown up playing your games, who maybe want something a little more difficult. That once they get through the normal stuff, which you know, like exploring the levels in Mario Odyssey is fun in itself, whether the moons are there or not, and whether they're easy, like having fun and exploring the city before you approach all the difficult stuff later is a really good design iteration in itself. And then offering something for long-term players to play afterwards and keep going into the well, 30 I, to 40 hours range is a good idea. I, 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 I When I say in-game content, we all know what I'm talking about, right? The um, <clears throat> extra moons that are, uh, let's let, let's say they were all boxed up until this part in the game, right? They come in a silver box at the end of the game. You, like, you, you pick it up like on my euphemisms, spoiler. right? Yeah. I had a discussion in my Discord the other day with, 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 with some fans about DLCs and how the DLC of a lot of the Souls games really pisses me off because they make you play through the game halfway before you can re-access it, which means that if you play through, like, like, like Bloodborne and want to get to the old Hunters, and if you previously played through Bloodborne before, you either have to choose between starting up your previous character in your new game plus and play through half the game on a much harder difficulty Whoa. mode. Well, I guess a notch harder difficulty mode to get to the DLC content or yeah. make an entirely new character to get to the DLC content halfway through the game. And this seems to me like a similar problem because the thing is, I is knew that, you were going to say that and it totally is not. It's not. Yes, it is. I it have a isn't. term. I have a term. Horizontal integration. There are DLCs out there that will sprinkle the content that you paid for outside of the vanilla game into the vanilla game or give you a shortcut straight into it. The Witcher 3 expansions do this. You can press a button on the menu that sends you right there. So after you go to the store, pay your $15, you don't have to be like, oh, whoops, I guess I got to play through several days of video game again to get this far again. So um, you're only complaining that if in the event you lost your save, which, by the way, once you finish the game, like, that's it. That's all you need. This is end game content. 
it's endgame content. It's purposely there that the, when the story ends, the roll credits, Bowser fucks off, you then have endgame content to play. And that's Same what I want to all... play. I don't want to play the pre-endgame content. But you don't I don't know if do... I want to... I, I'll rush through it again if I want to replay through Mario Odyssey, but I, I will not enjoy the first half of this game if I ever want to pick it up again. And that's going to feel like wasted time because the law of diminishing returns has kicked in and I will enjoy it one notch less than my first playthrough. Because that's the laws of economics and how consumption of products repeatedly over time works. But, we, <laughs> but it, it's the, the game, Mario Odyssey, the game isn't the endgame content. It, that's there specifically for players who want to try more difficult stuff. And the, it, like, it, it's like the... Uh, if the endgame it... content was horizontally integrated into earlier parts of the game experience, then you would have a more balanced experience for all players of all skill levels. You actually you wouldn't in a game like that. You would How deter so? other players because you'd be one. You'd be overloading a map with lots of art assets of of moons just everywhere, right? So because, so yeah. Because, as Matt was saying, you got to trim. You got to trim some moons. You got to trim. You got to you got to kill your babies. You got to cut your content. You no, got to no, freaking no, edit people. No. So but then you're trimming down the amount of moons you need to progress because you can't bar the entry to the next level behind a super difficult or relatively difficult moon because of the demographic who plays the game. They wouldn't be, though. They give you enough moons on the main story pathway to get it easily. Like, but that's what I mean. Every single you're, time you're, I was playing thinking... through the game, I, I was leaving places early with unfinished story content left because it was so easy. Yes, but the idea is y you can still see difficult moons. So if you had, like, for example, you had, a, you had 50 moons, right? in this story and they're all relatively easy some of them like maybe 10 of them are in obscure places to get right so you cut 25 of them and you replace them with the the difficult moons that get placed in the level after you finish the game that would mean and you and you need maybe 15 to progress because they all look the same it, it's it's hard for players to know what is and what isn't the difficult ones and the easy ones and you're looking for 15 but of there the aren't 25. any difficult ones early in the game. There aren't any difficult ones until no, you're missing you beat the, point the main about story. Cutting... No, you're missing the point about cutting 25 of them, though, to fit in the other 25, the, the new difficult 25, without overloading mm. the map looking with moons. Then why not 12 medium and 12 hards? But that's what I mean. Then you're you're lowering the amount you need to move on to the next level, which makes it kind of seem shorter. And you haven't... You know, Nintendo spent, to them, they've spent a lot of time crafting these individual worlds that they want you to spend like an hour to two hours in and that kind of thing. I, I just and, think we're not giving kids enough credit because I know kids that are way better than me at video games. And I think people if, get worse at video if, games with age. It's been statistically proven. And if, if Nintendo's as good as everyone says they are, then they know how to make a game slowly ramp up to make the player uh, be able to do amazing yeah, things. Yeah, the difficulty curve of Mario Odyssey is a butt. It's a southwestern United States desert boot that, that is a flat line with maybe a little bit of a slope upwards. And then all of a sudden you, you, you hit this huge plateau that's a much more satisfying climb. So like, realistically, gotta... the best way to fix it 
would be to take the moons that are already in the story, which is a balance of mostly easy and then some that are a little obscure, and cut like 50% of the easy ones and just keep yes. it so you need some of the obscure ones. Because the and easy then ones have are all of patronizingly the end, easy. And yeah. then would have all of the endgame stuff. Oh, look, a moon is on a hill. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's like breadcrumb. Oh, I feel so good inside. Oh, a moon was in this crate placed uh, in what? my pathway with glowy <laughs> sparkle dust hovering oh. about it. <laughs> it looks like I tripped and fell onto a moon. Oh, I feel so satisfied. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. So if, if power moons are so abundant in the Super Mario Odyssey universe, then I guess that would explain why everyone's so happy and cute. They have no problems. They've, they've it kind, figured of, out it kind of frustrates me, though, it's just... that, like, when you're in, like, the city and, like, Pauline needs, like, a certain amount of moons to, like, power the generator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Bowser's stealing them. And it's like, <laughs> Pauline, please. Just look around you. They're fucking everywhere. You can do this. I fucking love song. the the gag in the donkey video where Pauline is asking for uh, people band members to play her instruments, and right behind her is a guy hammering away at the drum set in the middle of the park. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is just I like, hmm, where would any musicians be? <laughs> the camera zooms in comedically because it's a YouTube video. Um. I will admit so yeah, 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 that is the dumbest, dumbest level. Like, like the the payoff is great because I I had a little tear in my eye when the festival goes off. But that specifically get the musicians like, like why is the guy playing the trumpet like on the edge of a roof like he's like he's gonna commit suicide? It's like <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> so. I, I guess, like, the power moons being easy is really part of the lore now at this point. Because you're traveling across all these different Mario countries, and, and you don't have to go through customs. Like, like the borders are completely open. They, they have, like, there's no racism or conflicts between these nations of, of Mario Odyssey kingdoms. Really, Bowser is just everyone's common enemy. And that Bowser is just kind of more of a, like, methodical, repeated annoyance than a uh, genuine threat. Because Bowser's kingdom is still pretty cool and rad i mean they have like a shop set up and and there's still like a couple civilians that live out there and hang out they got a nice little sand garden with some statues I, so, I, so even even the north korea of the mario universe is is not that bad <laughs> always bringing it to a political place it's weird because on one hand I'll defend Mario Odyssey for the way it is just because like it's the smart way to do it as like a game designer I guess if you want like the maximum amount of people to play it but at the same time Celeste is fucking amazing because it's really fucking difficult but not frustrating. <laughs> yeah, those those man, that's conflicting right there. But I'm but, gonna try Celeste. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do Celeste. There you go. Like that, you, you fucking back Mario Odyssey was too easy for you. Get all those strawberries, yeah, yeah. man. As, Replace as the someone, moons with strawberries. As someone who enjoys a, a, a girthy well, platform, oh yeah, challenge. yeah. I heard the strawberry levels are <clears> a little bit harder <laughs> for uh, for uh, collect them. Hardcore yeah, I, gamers such as myself. It, I, it I, seems I will down my alley as long as. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, just replace nice the moons and the strawberries. If, if you want a if you uh, want a hard game right. and you want to make it even harder, get those strawberries, man. So strawberries is what you what you're Wait, did I disconnect scooping again? off of the ground in Celeste? Yeah, so I you know, like you get the bandages and the uh, warp worlds in um, Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can run through a level and you can finish it, or you can take the risky shot and try and get like a bandage or something. You can do that in Celeste, and you can get strawberries. Um, they're like in obscure parts of the level that you know it, it's a lot easier to die. Um, but if you finish the level, you get the strawberry, and each chapter has a certain amount of strawberries in them. They also have like uh, hidden tapes, which are called B sides, and then they're like alternative versions of that level that are nails hard, very very hard, um, but they're quite difficult to get hold of anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of replayability in Celeste that I'm looking forward to delving into. Um, I'm looking forward to you guys playing it and then seeing how you feel next week. Yeah, yeah, it looks right up my alley. It looks like exactly what I'm in the mood for right now. It has your glowing recommendations. It so does. let's talk about Celeste next week. Yeah, let's not. Let's hope I'm not the devil advocate again. <laughs> so next week is going to be occurring in the future, which. Uh, is is time that happens after now the which, linearity uh, of time will see the, us the, the but but the linearity of time is going to be magically manipulated by us here at the the, the dad and sons the bunny hop podcast uh uh studio because we're gonna fast forward you a, a few minutes after we like pee and stuff Hello, and welcome back to this magical land of adventure and wonder. Wow. It's uh, the Dad and Sons podcast. It is. With uh, your, your boy George. And, your boy. And your boy your Matt. Boy George. And your, your boy Liam. Uh, yeah, boy. And your boy your Matt. Boy. Uh, Liam, you yep. wanted to yell about a news story <laughs> this week, right? Well, I wanted to drop a news story on you that may have side... Like, it's going to side view you, like, hit you right... Right in incoming traffic. Um, do you know what day it is today? The day we're it recording. Is February twentieth? It is. Uh year you know of our Lord, si- uh, two thousand eighteen. Do you know what that signifies? February twentieth. February twentieth. February twentieth. February No, it wasn't Bloodborne's release. No, but it's something's release. Yeah, today. I feel uh, I okay, just just hit me. Metal Gear Survive is out today. Oh, oh my god. And guess How did what? I not know? Guess what? Not only has it had a disastrous marketing campaign that none of us actually knew the day it came out, but on top of that... I knew that, more about the beta than I did about the actual release date. I know, right? They put like a lot of effort into people playing that beta, but then I don't know what happened <laughs> after the beta because Konami are just like, we're not I... saying anything about it actually being released. 
I was so, thinking you were like going to hit me with an anniversary or something. Like this was the 20th anniversary of like no. Kobe's adventure. So, so for clarification, it's out today in Japan, but it isn't out until Friday. Oh, that actually explains it. No, Thursday actually. Strangely enough, Thursday. Mm. Yeah, because um, there would have been review threads up by now if yes. it had actually gone up. So this might change by the time it comes out on Thursday. But as of right now, it being out in Japan, as of right now, it doesn't oh, work. Boy. Oh? It, how, the how game so? launched how so? with a bug in its 1.1 update, its day one patch, where <laughs> players can't oh even play the game. Oh my god! Konami... Don't know why. You remember how they like accidentally patched MGS5 to play the nuke countdown trailer scene early? And now they like accidentally patched <laughs> They accidentally patched another Metal Gear game to not work correctly. So supposedly what happens oh my God. is you download the day one patch. Oh and no. There will be no further updates because obviously there is literally only one patch at the moment and the game just hangs and it just says an update is required to start this game. You will not be able to start this game. (laughs) So can people get refunds? I don't know, but there seems to be a 1.2 patch rolling up. So by the time some of you poor guys who are going to pick it up for whatever unknown reason... On this Thursday, there February are devil's advocates for that thing. There are devil I, advocates I, there's out there. There's a couple of them in the Discord. There is. Those crazy guys. If your game doesn't work, don't worry. Because if the game doesn't work... Konami's got you, your back. I tell you what does work. You can still buy the microtransactions in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my headphones. No! No! So, like, the game software won't launch, but the microtransaction store attached to it will? Yes, and inside the PSN ah! store as well. So, even even if you, like, delete all the data, because it's only the, the, the patch 1.0, it automatically downslo- downloads it, because you can't play with the, foot, the, the, the game without being patched, because it's an online game, so it has to be up to date. The problem is that update breaks the game. So, Konami don't really know why that's happening, so they're rolling out patch 102 as fast as they can in hopes that that will fix it. And uh, supposedly some Japanese streamers were trying to stream it last night, but literally none of them could play the game. How how generous of Konami to be working around the clock fixing this. uh, Is it too... Smart to think that they did this on purpose so people can get really familiar with the store. And then (laughs) once the game comes out, they're like, oh, yeah, that's in the store. I might want to buy it. You know, is that too smart? I I, I don't even know because, like, from what I've been digging into, like, people got review copies of the game, like, early, but the servers weren't switched on. At all, oh. so they couldn't they couldn't even play the game, and now now it's gone live because it, it released. No one can play the game anyway. Well, you're actually like digging up another thing that is uh, fucking awful, evil garbage about Metal Gear Survive is that it has an exhaustive single player campaign. Just you but can't... it's barred behind the fact yeah. that it's online all the time. Yeah, I think let's this... let's stop doing that, please, think... everyone in the world. 
what's even sadder is like there is a team of people your, your who elections are going to get game. hacked if you keep keep the always online there's like there's like a team of people who will have worked on this game a team of like good people who will have worked hard in this game and konami have just like they they made fucking, eight whole new assets yes. they shat it out they they did the beta the beta obviously i don't know i didn't even see like feedback forums of it or anything george you obviously gave it a shot yeah um, yeah i actually wrote a preview of it and but after that it's like konami's like I don't know what happened. Like, Konami are like, shit. Like, the feedback was not good. And they're, like, expecting it to... <sighs> the feedback ch- was tank? better than everyone was expecting, though. The consensus was like, oh my god, the game's only okay. I was expecting it to be a big pile of poop. <laughs> but is that even worse, though? If it's mediocre and average, like, you know, bad publicity is better than no publicity. And Well, after game... news of this reaches stateside... Like, there's going to be a lot of publicity about this one. Yeah, well, this is based off a Game Informer article that I saw, and it's like, I forgot the game even fucking released. Like, I, I follow Konami on Twitter, and I haven't seen them fucking tweet about it. Wow. Yeah, so, there you go. Metal Gear Survive is out as you are listening to this right now. I hope to God, if you are crazy enough to buy that at the moment, that it works for you. Wow. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck God, to all God, the people attempting <laughs> to play God's Metal speed. Gear Survive right now. You uh you have many, many hurdles ahead of you. <laughs> but with uh I would if, I would an easy Konami, purchase of fifteen bucks. <laughs> I wonder if Konami just put it even like bothered to like ship it. <laughs> it's just like this is gonna keep the coffees. What's the point? So, like, the, the developer is like trying to ship the game on schedule, and Konami is just like, "Oh shit! Wait, fuck, fuck! It's releasing today! Oh god! Oh god! Oh, we forgot to send the shipment to the stores! Like, oh, we're so sorry, guys." And the thing is, like, from what you we we've heard from like from like Jim Sterling and my own encounter with Konami, like they have demonstrated that they really don't communicate well between between the the vertical integrations of the company's hierarchy. Like, I don't know what, like, Konami of America, like, do anymore. They hype people up for projects that aren't that great. They, they don't have any games apart from, like, Pro Evolution Soccer and They have a this. Twitter account where they say, good luck, longtime fans, something cool is coming, and that's a Android port of MGS3 Which is such a weird step NVIDIA behind when they, <laughs> yeah. they used to have that guy who would, like, stream Suikoden and, like, old MGS games and be like... Please buy this on like the the PS Vita store and like you know let's get hyped for old Konami games like Castlevania. They had like really good like social media presence at one point, and now it's just like they're, now they're not even advertising the game they're releasing today. It's like how so speaking uh, of garbage, <laughs> ooh, you uh you remember Valve's efforts to uh introduced paid modding a year ago and and how it didn't go over so well and how bethesda's trying it again with the the creators club and how it's it's also not that popular but they're actually sticking to it this time well uh a story has broken just recently about 
the, the wonderful world of paid mods that has been well established for years in the flight simulator genres. There is a company that makes uh, DLC mod aircrafts on their own terms independently for Microsoft Flight Simulator's newer versions. Um, one of these planes that they just released out for $99.95 includes a bit of malware intended to... What? Intended to to scan for the player's serial number against a known database of pirated serial numbers. However, they're actually using a malware that's ex more explicitly designed to scrub your user's Chrome browser for their passwords. Holy and, shit. And the developer swears up and down that, that their version of this software is, is only intended to... Uh, to, to scrub the pirates of their serial numbers and not legitimate users, and they'll never launch when when legitimate users are, are <laughs> flying their Airbus C S Lewis seventy nine G or whatever the plane's called. Um, but inevitably, a lot of different users have had problems. Many of whom claim to be legitimate customers because their virus scan now doesn't want to launch the game. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because actually has malware in it now but Holy that they sold shit. for $99.95 for an imaginary 3D model of an airplane that you float around in a ah, this is like the, the, the petty commercialism of this on both sides of, of the fence is like mind boggling to me both that people buy this stuff and that the developers of this stuff manage to get away with this shit So, uh, that's... that's, that's well, wait, you're talking about flight like... people who buy flight sims? No, no, not people who buy the flight sims. People who buy the paid mods for the flight sims. Oh. And in uh, which case, this this $99.95 uh, airplane model better be a damn there. good 3D airplane model. Like, there are legitimate people out there who are, like, flight sim, like, obsessives who buy all yeah. that stuff. And now, they, they're the golf of the video game world. They are uh, very high-end consumers. But, like, maybe a lot of the time they're kind of maybe older guys who, you know, that's been their thing since the early 90s with, like, mm -hmm. the Microsoft Flight Sims and that kind of thing. Maybe they don't know, like, too much about, like, actual computing. Like, they know all about the Flight Sims and stuff like that. But the fact that now they have, like, malware on their PC and having their password stolen through that that's just i don't think anyone's reported any passwords being stolen it's just that the software is capable of it should the developer decide as much wow that's crazy uh, i got none yeah. to say this is this is scummy this is the world we live in. Uh, Rock, paper, shotgun has reached out for con comment and will update the story if they get back to us. And until then, we have the canned quotes from the developers and forum posts from fans having problems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Holy developer's shit, uh, specific explanation was... First of all, there are no tools with no and bold used to reveal any sensitive information of any customer who has legitimately purchased our products with legitimately in bold. If such a specific serial number is used by a pirate, which is in bold, and the installer verifies this against the pirate serial number store in our server database, it takes specific measures to alert us. 
This program is only extracted temporarily and is never under any circumstances used in legitimate copies of this product. I guess, I guess it's kind of like like including a, a little miniature bomb that, that that blows up your product if 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 you steal it. But, but who is the who are the developers of this? Or it's just DRM. Um, let me look up their name because like it's a very like small independent paid mod making company that. Oh, has... so they didn't actually develop the game. They they just made it like a mod for it or Mm -hmm. is it the actual developers of that flight sim no it's the developers of the mod not the flight sim the flight sim itself then it could totally be dodgy then it could be totally dodgy right so let's see the name of the company is flight sim labs the uh guy responding to the comments inconspicuous (laughs) calamaris uh flight sim labs Flight Sim Labs. The first Google result is a forum, not a homepage for their company website. Um, okay, they are a company specializing in various add-on products and services for the Microsoft Flight Simulator and Enterprise Simulator platform family. So yeah, they are. They are. I'm they guessing are they're independent. I don't know if Microsoft gets a cut from this stuff, and I don't think they do. They are supposedly mod makers specifically for flight sims. I mean, I imagine right. that's a bustling, bustling market of things. Oh, it, they have their golf audience of of their like eighty old men who can afford this stuff. But until then, like this is the kind of. I'm sure Ooh. that that for more mainstream games played by people with less money, uh, the prices will never get as high for an individual piece of content as ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. I mean, yeah, because but... if if the malware was totally on purpose, like you would you would sell it for cheaper, right? Because you would want more people to be exposed to it, or you sell it for ninety nine dollars because then it totally is inconspicuous because no one will have bought it realistically. The, or the people the who would have bought it. Did. Um, based on the passwords it. of those guys, <laughs> they're gonna get some money. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah, gonna get some money. yeah, maybe the guys with the they're, big dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're not trying to go after the little small guys. They're trying to go after the whales. You know what I'm saying? But 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 the kind of um the the very very low amount of restriction or consequence that a developer of a paid mod like this has for including malware in their products that they are overcharging consumers for seems like the sort of slippery slope outcome that having paid mods in a game like Skyrim that would be completely unregulated by the game's publishers themselves would end up going down. This this seems like a hole that I don't I don't want to see more of these holes out there. And I could imagine yeah. seeing smaller priced scandals happen on a much bigger and more disastrous scale. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you get why Sony in the, initially, when Bethesda were like, oh, we're going to have, you know, user modding on console. And Microsoft were like, hey, that's totally cool. That's fine. But then Sony were like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. Like, think of the shit people could do to, like, steal people's PSN passwords and people who could like brick people's consoles with unregulated or you yeah know, normies won't figure mods. out why their frame rate's low people, yeah well that's the thing is you can't just stick any old shit and and think it's gonna just work and be as legitimate. as us pc gamers experienced with mods know that that they break things very easily anyways uh so speaking of like, you know, let's 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 clean up the garbage. Let's let's sweep up. Let's um let's let's have some good vibes. After all of uh 
Well, I mean, the game talk was good, but the two news stories were negative. But let's 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 put that all behind us and, and enjoy a fun uh, uh, a game, a game within this this podcast about games. Oh no, is it this week again? Oh. It's guess that game or something. <laughs> that game, that that guess the game. Oh no, I'm never gonna catch up to George. I I should well, be I the game. I think I've gotten it, and Liam should get How in many... there. How many? No, son. <laughs> you, you... You had your chance. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we? No. <laughs> I thought we didn't. He's, he's trying to no, create didn't. some lore. He's just trying to create some lore. That's all. Man. <laughs> Liam, the day that the Dead Sons wiki gets made, then the lore will be entered, and thus the gospel. Because if you haven't been keeping score, then I've won like four of these. But if you have oh, been keeping score, then I've won however many you've been bitch. keeping score. Matt's, Matt's won one. I know. Okay. No, I've won two. Okay? I've won two. Wait, I, I thought and then you one won was one. a little faulty. <laughs> that gave... Dark Souls won. Uh, it was a little... Mm, Should have been mine. Yeah, you, okay. gave, you okay. gave George that win. Okay, you know what? You know, we, we can just continue. We can just continue. It's running late. <laughs> There'll be some user out there, like some listener, who will know exactly what the score is. And if you are that guy, email in, and then you know you'll do my job. Email your me. questions to uh. Dan and also Sony's email podcast. your game suggestions. And we've had so many game suggestions, including some game suggestions without the actual game answer at the bottom of the page. <laughs> which, I mean, then I'm playing the game. Within or are you getting email? played by your own game? I'm being Whoa. played by Some my own stuff. game. It's got meta. So if you do want me to potentially read out your game suggestion, please do include the game name at the bottom. Um, but we've also had like a lot of people writing uh, dumbass messages at the beginning. Um, <laughs> many have been just copy and paste text from random Wikipedia articles, which has been fantastic. Um, but this one... Today's today's guess the game uh, trivia comes from Adrian Holguin. I hey hope Adrian. I pronounced his name correctly. Adrian. Um, it's so first he, he 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 before we get into the trivia, I would just like to read out his message. Um, so first he asks, uh, "How was your day?" So uh, I didn't sleep last night. I just played video games all night because I couldn't get to sleep. Um, Matt, I mean. Hmm? How are you? I Adrian's am great. I am doing fantastic. <laughs> there you go, Adrian. Adrian says he's great. He spent about three <laughs> Thanks, hours. Adrian. Did we just have a vicarious conversation through an email from days ago? Did we just time travel? <laughs> this is from eight eight days ago. So I don't know how Whoa. I was feeling eight days ago. Matt, uh, nice to meet you, Adrian. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. All right, yeah, I guess. He, he said he spent about three hours contemplating who was the dad and who were the sons. Standard, fair, par for the course. I played Metal Gear Solid for the first time, and I think it's a great game. Should have played it sooner. I began playing Chrono Trigger again. Great game, too. You guys should try it out. He says, but now I'm stuck on this one algebra question. Can you guys help me? Oh, no. Wait, what's Here's going on here? We have guess the game trivia, but we also have a math question from a user, and we are the dads and the sons. We we should help out. 
Uh, I I think I'm gonna call uh, dad, dad on this one. My dad was never good at math. <laughs> oh god. Dad. Dad. <laughs> he asks the number of mosquitoes in Anchorage, Alaska, as a function of rainfall, <laughs> is modeled by m bracket x equals minus x over two plus fourteen x m brackets x equals. Oh, X two yeah. plus fourteen left parentheses. Can, 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 he asks if you can answer the the question for him. Well, well, what you want to do first, Adrian, is is remember the the, the please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. The, the order of operations. So, uh, the P it, it stands for parenthetical. What you're going to want to do is drop the parenthetical, give it an exponential, and then carry over the the zero two decimal places to the right. <laughs> all right. Now, once that's over with, you um subtract your decimals from your deficit. And when when that's over and done with, you file your 1040 and get your return. Matt, there you go. do you concur? I concur. And there you go. Adrian, problem solved, dude. Uh, we think we now know how many mosquitoes there are in Anchorage, Alaska. So there you go. Mos- um, but moving on to the game trivia that Adrian has provided, a little mm-hmm. more simplistic compared to our previous introductionary question. Um, he Ooh. has a game for us. So you guys oh, ready? What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So for anyone who may be tuning in for the first time, um, this is Guess the Game, where Matt and George have to guess what the game yeah. is uh, based on five clues as provided by Adrian, uh, where, with a little pause after each clue so they can guess that game. So if oh you guys are ready to start, we can go ahead with number one. Oh, I'm never ready. Well... This game was developed for the 3DS. Oh, okay. So and it's, released it might be fairly in March new. of 2012. Oh, never okay. mind. That was seven years, six years ago. <sighs> That's exhaustive sigh of like, you are why, so why do we still do this? <laughs> <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> George, any guesses? No, no, no. You only, you literally bought a 3DS last year, so I. So, I mean, 2013 was that the 3DS? 2012, 2012. Okay, 2012 was the 3DS, so it was not a launch title, and yeah, no. that really doesn't narrow it down. So let's just let's just uh, mosey on over to what's what's next door. Number two, the game is a sequel to a series that released games for the NES and the Game Boy. So Nintendo stuff. <gasps> hmm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. 2013. Okay. You, what was the okay, clue? I'm gonna. The clue, Matt. The number two was uh, the game is a sequel to a series that released games for the NES mm-hmm. and the Game Boy. Um. I Man, that, have a. There's a few of those. I, I have a modest suggestion. You get you get one shot in between the clues. George, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, uh, the Kirby robot thing. That released Kirby in 2016, robot. so no. Oh, never mind. But. How did you know game... it released in 2016, first of all? You just popped that out of your head? What are you, some, like, <laughs> library? Uh, I retain useless information. <laughs> I retain. No I like. I like that game. By the way, George, there's a suggestion for a 3DS game you should play. That robot game is really fun. 
the Kerbot, Kirby's robot thing. Kirby bot, yeah, the robot bot, robo bot. The, Kirby's the robot done. fiasco is my it's favorite Carbo game. It's a good game. It's fun. It's a fun game. Good game. Anyway, clue number three. Speaking of Kirby, the creator of this game had something to do with the creator of Kirby. <gasps> oh, wait, no, NES. Never Super mind. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Matt, nice guess. What are the... What are, it's what not, are it's, the, not, the, it's the, nice to have you here, Matt. What are the, <laughs> do I get a participation ribbon? <laughs> to be fair, you've given George the answer, like, twice. So, I mean... <laughs> George, George wouldn't be getting anywhere without you. To be fair. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but I'd say my answers out loud then. <laughs> I, I, I can hear George's brain working from here. Just like, I know. I like. I want to yell stuff so bad. But that would defeat the purpose of you each giving each other the answer. You're competing <laughs> against each other and the listeners. That's why you get the one shot. The one shot to not miss your chance to blow. God, I, I, mean, I know there's I, been a couple games that have done that. Like, yeah. Sonic had a... No, not Sonic. What, is it... What, did Wario have a 3DS game? Wario's War, had a lot of games. Well, Wario I, wasn't on the NES. Oh, it wasn't. No, oh. it's a sequel to an NES series that got Game Boy spinoffs. That, I mean, the guy's name is... uh. So I guess something I want to leave for my turn. <laughs> I mean, it could be a Kirby thing still. Uh, like th- there was, there was a large gap oh! between. Okay, okay, uh, Matt, you can uh, have some fun guessing if if oh, you would you like. Son of a bitch, Matt <laughs> already <laughs> guessed. Matt guessed Super Mario. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? I guess that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's that sounded like a a a. a I wasn't against. <laughs> the thing is, that like, sounded like a joke before he started like, seriously thinking like, it. Like it was a joke guess, but imagine if it okay. was right. All right, let, let me let me. I what got about, this. I am God, smirking I'm, so hard right now. You you said NES right? Because I know it was something yeah. for the NES, and you said what? GBA? Game Boy. Game, Game Boy. Boy? No, oh, no, no, Game Boy. Oh, NES and Game Boy. NES and Game Boy. There was there was there was a five year gap between the NES game and the Game Boy game. I don't know about that. Them years. And then there was a large gap. Oh my god! I totally know what it is. Say again, Kid Icarus. You bastard, Matt! You are this week's winner. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking bastard! I only wow. It's Kid Kid Icarus Uprising, yeah, from uh, Sakurai himself, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Zelda, uh, Zelda, Kirby, and uh, Smash Brothers. If it wasn't that, I would have, I would have said I quit. Zardoz, Krabby, and yeah, Um, you know, on the NES we had obviously Kid Icarus. Uh, We had uh, what is it, Kid Icarus uh, of Myths and Monsters? I think the GB game was called. the, the remaining clues for anyone who may have been stumped, uh, 
His name is derived from a Greek mythical story regarding a boy and his father that created wings to attempt to escape from prison, with the boy ultimately dying. Uh, the game features an angel who is assisted by a goddess by granting him the power to fly, that being Palutena. So yeah, it is the uh, 3DS game Kid Icarus Uprising. I, I just want to clarify for all the probably extremely angry people out there, yes, we know that Sakurai didn't make Zelda. Yes, I mistakenly said Zelda instead of Kirby. And I know <laughs> that there's going to be some people out there who are like <laughs> posting I on 4chan right now about what dumbasses no, we all are. I immediately corrected myself. Jesus. So <laughs> I immediately corrected myself. He made Kirby, which, you know, when you guys were talking about it, it was like, ah, so close. Um, but thank you to Adrian. He goes on to say he loves the podcast and he hopes you guys continue for at least another additional 50 episodes, which would mean another 25 guest of games, Matt, for you to enjoy. Uh, and then steal right from under me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I, Matt, are I, you feeling a little more pumped now? Are you feeling more pumped about the next time we play guest the game? That was, that was just a guess. Is it the greatest moment of your life? It was a fucking good guess. Yeah, I didn't know what the GBA, the the Game Boy game was, because I know there was one for the uh, NES, and I was like, man, yeah. there's not many that I know from the NES that was um, on the 3DS. So I was like, let me just try. To be fair Icarus. to you guys, to be fair to you guys, you've got every game so far within the five clues. I feel like there's at least been one that there's we've one just that completely shat the bed on. Yeah, I think it it took until was it was it like Paulina? That was in the oh. test. That was in the test. The, the oh. our 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 experiments. Because because that that did get me hard. Ooh, did Matt get? I think Matt got. Wait, that. I need yeah, to I got that. that. I got no, that. No, no, no. That didn't get me hard. It had me stumped. That's what it did. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to Adrian for yeah, suggesting the game. If you have. I guess your game suggestion, please email dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Leave a nice, interesting message for me to read in the beginning so the other guys can't see what the game is. And then put your clues beneath that and uh, we'll read it out on the show if it's a good one. Also, next week is the email show. So ask us your questions and topics of discussion. Dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com Thanks everyone for hanging out and listening to us uh, rattle our, our cages yeah. for like an hour and a half as we uh, expressed frustration over, um, over, over 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 Flight Sim uh, paid <laughs> DLC and Mario Metal Odyssey. Gear Survivor <laughs> paid DLC and the fucking devil's advocate over here the who fucking... is... Uh, the, the sympathizer for the casuals. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you'll God. all be, you'll yes, be yes. all crawling <clears throat> back next week when you realize just how fucking good Celeste is. So, yeah, it'll all be fine. I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, I think Matt, 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 before we go, someone someone had mentioned, actually a few people mentioned that they loved your inf- fake infomercials um, <laughs> between the breaks. Yeah. So I, I think you should. I think you should. Uh, you should take us away, end the podcast on a, a, a new information. One of our new sponsors. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, oh man. God! Oh God! 
new oh. lotion named Oh God. I'm, I'm, oh God. Oh God. I put it on your body in and, an infomercial. Ooh, oh and I'm God. dropping stuff. Hold up. Oh, if you can't just put me on a spot like that. Hold up. Oh. Yeah, oh. no, we gotta we gotta save him. We gotta save But wait, there's more. <laughs> if if you call right now, you get Matt. <laughs> no! If you call right now, you'll just reach Matt. Oh no, the first thing that came up when I searched <laughs> Call the hotline right now was I put old man stuff in <laughs> Viagra popped if up. You call this number in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> then we'll throw in Matt on the phone with you. Don't sell me with Viagra. In the next 30 minutes, if you call in the next 30 minutes and you're driving to work, Matt will bang on the desk for you for 30 minutes. <laughs> I ain't getting no love.